0: Welcome to Views from Stadium Boulevard. I'm Harley Johnson.
1: And I'm Hannah Harshey.
0: And we're back for another week of your favorite Michigan sports podcast.
1: And this week we're back for another kind of a grab bag episode. We were gone last week. We were just not in the space to record. Um, Harley put a little nice little statement on our Twitter explaining why we weren't in the space to record. Um, this week we don't really have any particular topic of discussion but we are going to discuss everything so I guess we do have a particular topic of discussion and the topic is everything
0: and this episode is brought to you by Beanie
1: yes because I am currently in Michigan I am the boots on the ground in the state of Michigan and also I don't understand how technology works and so my computer I don't know how to make the microphone turn on so I'm using Beanie's phone to record so shout out to my sister Beanie future University of Michigan women's soccer team girl. Very nice. (laughs) Okay. Like you said, a little bit
0: of this, a little bit of that. Welcome to our um, internal discussions that you don't hear because we spend an hour talking to each other and then we record a podcast. So this is just an extension of our phone calls
1: now. Yeah, I was going to say this is more of like an external conversation because it's happening externally. Like both, well, like externally like out of our mouths, part of it, yeah, <laughs> and externally, like out of the AirPods into the ears of the people listening. So true, but it's like that it's like turning inside out because it's our internal conversations. Because we went into our DMs with each other to get inspiration for what to talk about, so it's like we're taking those DMs, turning them inside out, and like letting all of the internal guts spray out into the world.
0: Okay, <laughs> thanks for that beautiful imagery. What is the Where first topic of discussion? First. Oh, we're on the same wavelength here. We, really we had are. to like get to know each other. We're, <laughs> yeah. Like obviously on the same wavelength.
1: <laughs> because we hadn't talked since the last time we recorded. And I feel like usually we have a few like phone calls in between just to like generally it's usually that we're um planning on recording and then we end up just talking the whole time. So we end up <laughs> postponing the recording. But this time we hadn't talked at all in between recording so i was before we started recording i feel like i just said the word recording 10 times in a row before we started recording the podcast i was like harley i feel like we should get to know each other and so we did and now we know each other and now here we are um what are we talking about
0: so i will just give you a little rundown of what we missed in terms of women's hoops since our last episode Um, Unfortunately, it's not really good news uh, because the women's team did travel to Indiana. Indiana is currently number two in the AP and number one in the Big Ten. Uh, We unfortunately did not win. We went to Bloomington and lost, um, I believe, by double digits. I don't know the score off the top of my head. That's my bad. But, you know, we're going to try and get the bounce back against number 13 Ohio State, but that was yesterday at Chrysler, and even though it was like a star-studded event because, you know, Jawan Howard was there, I'm pretty sure Jimmy Boy was there, Jonathan James was there, a lot of the football team and the men's basketball team, they are all there, and unfortunately, things didn't really go our way. The women did not beat Ohio State. Unfortunately, they were swept this season by our out-of-state rivals, and... We were just bogged down by a lot of turnovers. Leah Brown like had a Monsters game at over 30 points, but we just really struggled to come up with buckets the last couple minutes. Ohio State's mid-court defense was really solid, so um, things didn't go our way, but we still have two games left in the regular season for the women. They will be hosting Rutgers on Thursday, and then they'll travel to Wisconsin on Sunday, those are really favorable matchups, like the broadcast was saying, and their broadcast just had to be nice because they didn't want to outwardly say what we're all thinking, and that Rutgers and Wisconsin are quite bad. So we should get some wins there.
1: Yeah. Okay, so are we moving on to – should we talk about yeah. men's basketball while we're here in the basketball room? I think realm? we should. Okay, go for it. You're, they, you're the basketball the expert here.
0: <laughs> Am I the talk of the town? You're the talk of um, the town?
1: I think so. Just oh. like they are. Okay. Which town is talking like... about us? Well you. Um, but all of them. Oh it's <laughs> news to me. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. Take it away.
0: Okay. Um, I don't recall if there was a game before the Michigan State game on Saturday evening. But if it was, we probably didn't win. But if you did watch the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday, you did see a Michigan win. A few far in between. Um, especially a close game that the majority of this was. Michigan did pull away at the end to beat Michigan State by 12. Um, obviously, this was Michigan State's first game back um, after the tragedy that occurred on their campus on Monday. So Michigan had a really, like, touching moment in extended pretty much, you know, an olive branch because at the end of the day, you know, everyone is united by the state of Michigan and it was very wholesome. The band played MSU's alma mater, Chrysler was lit up in green, uh, the women had, like, shirts. Uh, the women's team, when they went to Indiana, had shirts. They were wearing them again against Ohio State. And you know, they got to play basketball, and while I really did think they MSU would have had the edge just because talent-wise, they're better than us, and, you know, coming back from something I didn't really think they would lose, but um, Michigan won, much to my surprise because of how they've been playing, and... What that does for us, not much, because I think it's too little too late, despite having a few games left on the docket that could potentially be, not really a resume builder, but, like, hey, you got a few wins here, and I, but, you no. Know. This is also a really big event, and because John Beeline was there, and all of his little friends, and there was just so many, like, stars studded people here but maybe like take us through why you were confused as to why they were there
1: okay so yeah john beeline and all his little friends were there meaning like the trey burks and all of them and i was asking harley i was like what are they doing there like love to have them but what are they doing there and she was like it's the 10 year anniversary and as someone who has been young my entire life and then is like approaching getting older every single year i was shocked to learn that 2012 to 2013 was 10 years ago because that happened I, I I don't know I just I think that's really something that was that, that <laughs> anyway I don't know if I even said the point the point is that it was the 10-year anniversary of the 2013 team that Harley and I fell in love with apparently 10 years ago so yeah and that. I guess
0: if you like ask anybody our age this is probably the team that if you're a Michigan fan today is the reason why you're a huge Michigan fan
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of the coming of age because that team making the national championship game was Michigan's first real tournament run in in our lifetimes. And Mm. it was also after like a big dry spell of most of our lives. I mean, I'm sure people still rooted for Michigan basketball. I'm sure it was on in my house, but it wasn't nearly – it wasn't the thing to watch. And so that John Beeline 2013 team really brought it back into the forefront of everyone's minds, and it stayed there the entire – remainder of John B. tenure at Michigan. So that was the team that kind of, like, made Michigan basketball what we expect it to be today. So I cannot believe that was 10 years ago. I know. Also, just to to backtrack a little little (laughs) bit to some things you said before, Um, the most recent game prior to the Michigan-Michigan State game, because you're like, I don't remember if they played a game before, but they probably lost. They did. That was the loss to Wisconsin, where they were, like – so dramatically um talking oh, yeah. like and making statements before the game only to lose and i saw a tweet after that that had those um do more say less shirts that they were in the beeline era like in the maybe 2018 team something like that and everyone was like bring these back because this team is the epitome of say more do less they're big talkers and they do nothing and it's kind of fun because it's objectively annoying and i've said this before i'm typically drawn to annoying people like they annoying people aren't just like they do it for me i like annoying people but it still is like it's like you have to win some games. Like, you can't come in with a ski mask and a free Juwan shirt if you're gonna lose. Like, that's so, it's so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's why I just, like, blocked it out of my brain.
1: As you should. Like, many of the
0: games. Like, it was and also they still, like, get up there, and, you know, the whole, like, talk more as well. So they get up there and they're like, well, you know, all of our losses are, like, not double digits. And, like, you still lost, like, what is it, 12 games.
1: Yeah, Where, like, honestly, you were winning
0: at some point in the fourth and just blew it. Like, fourth. I'm used to watching and writing about the women's team in the second.
1: <laughs> yeah, but um, like if this if this team was under more of a microscope, I truly think more people would hate them. I just think right now like they're not really on people's radar, which is probably for the best because I think if they were getting a little bit more scrutiny, people would realize how obnoxious they are. <laughs>
0: was it like an attempt, do you think, to like bring people back? Is to like do like outlandish things for the Wisconsin. No, I think
1: it's just like them being true to who they are. And I think the job of a coach is supposed to be to like, you're like, I think when you're the coach of a men's college team, a big part of Mm -hmm. your job is to like reel them in because college boys are like obnoxious. Like that's who they Mm -hmm. are when they're being true to themselves. And so you need to have like an adult in the room to be like, I know that you're being yourself, but like, don't right now but like don't (laughs) but also that kind of stuff is so fun when they're winning so i'm not really one to talk because i like i liked the do more say less but at the same time i was like how about do more say more because when they say things it's so funny
0: that's so true because they're usually things that you want to hear because you're just like oh i can't believe they like did that but if you can only do it if you can back it up
1: exactly and that's what the fact they were obnoxious but they won games and i think juan is like He's like, "Where's the causation, and where's the correlation? like does being so obnoxious make true. you win games or does winning games no. make you obnoxious? And I think the latter is the optimal order of operations.
0: so true. We figured it out here. The math <laughs> makes sense now,
1: yeah, and that's why you chase went bit more and talk toward... more like
0: the fab five or you could do less and say more like the I don't even know what. Like the Beeline like teams, one hundred something. I don't know.
1: Oh yeah. So wait, Fab Five is do more, say more. Um, okay, yeah, we can this do it team? in terms of yeah, do more, say more. John Beeline's teams were do more, say less. This team is do less, say more.
0: So true.
1: We figured it out. We, we cracked, cracked the, the code.
0: code. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was traveling on Saturday, so I got to watch this game from my airplane, because Delta has, like, some partnership with Dish Satellite, so I was watching the game. Granted, I was, like, two minutes behind, like, the actual game, but because I had Wi-Fi on the plane, I could, like, see into the future, and it was a great way to watch the game.
1: I also <laughs> then... watched the game from the future, as in, yeah. like, from the next day. Oh, <laughs>
0: because... uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, you, like, knew, like, the events that occurred. Yes. So when you sat down to watch it, you were, like, not
1: surprised? I was, like, little do they know that there is someone in the future watching them.
0: The only, like, part, like, I determined, like, how far back I was, because I got, like, a message that was, like, oh, no, Jet. And I was, like, what happened? And they were, like, you didn't And then once it was, like, his ankle. And I was, like, what about his ankle? He's just, like, running around. He's, like, it looks really bad. And I was, like, what are you talking about? And then I realized I was two minutes behind.
1: That's the thing about when you're, like, watching games from the past and, like, you're getting, you're seeing tweets from people in the future, Michigan fans are so dramatic, so sometimes I'll see a tweet, like, oh, no, this is not good, and I'm, like, I don't know if you're just being really dramatic about a play that just happened or if, like, I -hmm. should brace myself because something actually horrible is going to happen. It was, like
0: pretty bad for, like, rolling an ankle as terms Was like, watching someone roll their ankle and he was, like, very much in pain. So, I don't, I wonder what the status is on that because I hope he comes back. I mean, we were able to win the game without him, but I think he's an important part of our success and in our failures, but, you know, it is what it is. He's still, like, a little taut diaper dandy.
1: Yeah, I don't think there have been any updates on that injury yet.
0: Oh, what was I watching oh I meant to tell you this and I think I like put it in the back of my head to be like reserve this for the podcast but I was watching another game afterwards because after the MSU game I still had like two hours left in my flight so I just put on another basketball game Mm -hmm. which is a St. Mary's and BYU because I would have watched it at home anyways for work and then the like broadcasters were like discussing like St. Mary's is a really good freshman and they're Discussing diaper dandies, and I was like, I have to make a mental note of this because they were talking about the verbiage of diaper dandies on the broadcast, and I was like, do they listen to views? (laughs) 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 Do they think he's diaper dandy of the week?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a big topic. It It is not necessarily a Hannah and Hartley thing.
0: (laughs) I know, but you know, I like to bring us into the center of attention because every city, everywhere, we
1: talk of every town in America. No, literally. <laughs> oh, also, like, speaking of us, do you remember when we, like, invented Peyton Pritchard and now he's, like, famous?
0: Mm-hmm. Pee-pee because
1: Yeah, because we were like, oh, my gosh, there's a player in Oregon whose initials are pee-pee. And <laughs> now he's, like, he plays for the Celtics and he's dating this one Boston influencer that everyone follows. And they're all like, did you see, like, her new boyfriend is this Celtics player? And then I looked it up and I'm like, that's pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, that's that. neither here nor there. <laughs> no, it's a little bit of that, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, to bring it back to, the If you want to, like, to stay up to
0: date of, of PP and the Celtics, follow uh, yeah. the Celtics. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we're going to be giving any PP updates think we're on do that. pod. <laughs> um, um, should we talk p- about football?
0: I think so. So to give you a little segue into football, none other than Jonathan James himself was in charge of the T-shirt toss at the Michigan-Michigan State game. Do you think the people that were catching them was like, wow, that was like getting a real life pass from my quarterback? Or do you think he just kind of did like nothing super fancy with like did an actual toss instead of like a throw?
1: I okay, don't see So, so someone needs to confirm this for me. Here's my theory, though. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're watching football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And... Instead of there being a couple receivers and a couple safeties out there,
0: right, right, right. imagine
1: that the entire field is just packed with receivers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now imagine what any quarterback's QBR would be if the entire field was packed with receivers. No matter where you throw it, someone will catch it. It would be really hard to tell when their throws are not accurate. That is how I feel mm-hmm. about the t-shirt toss. Okay. So, they so don't have to be... He's trying to I, pad
0: his stats. I see. I see. I see. I see.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if they updated ESPN <laughs> with the t-shirt toss stats.
0: <laughs> well, anyways, he, like, got up there and into a microphone, I assume a microphone, and said, I love you all. Go Blue. We're coming for another one. I don't know if he meant another one as in another Big Ten championship or another win over Ohio State or another, another regular loss season the- undefeated... Uh. Uh-huh. Regular season. And but you know, they've been like touting the we're we're gonna be back, but this one was different.
1: Yeah, I saw that they're like, going like, for another championship robust to their little um What okay. was that on?
0: They have it a was championship like s- vest?
1: No, no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Although I would wear a championship vest for sure. No, it was on like I can't remember what it is, but they have a thing that they have every year, and every year they put Beat Ohio State on it so that they always have to look Mm -hmm. at it saying Beat Ohio State, and then this year they added Championship or Bust. Mm. I don't know what the thing was, so this is, like, not helpful.
0: I don't. It was usually, like, that big banner that they have in, like, Schoenbechler Hall.
1: It could be, but I feel like I'm picturing, like, a little handheld memento. Mm. Oh well, it doesn't matter. The, the point is that like they're they're championshiping this year or they're busting. Well, let's hope for the former. Eh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not expect the latter. <laughs> like, we <have> <laughs> or Maybe we should just set my um, bar very very low. So the latter it is for me. A bust. Yeah, but don't tell them that.
1: No, I won't. I'm not really okay. in conversation with them too often.
0: They have their hopes and dreams. They're still alive and well, so that's good.
1: Yeah, the good thing about like us in the Michigan football team is we really have no impact on what they do.
0: <laughs> so true. But there are a bunch of people that do.
1: Wow. Yes, go on. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, as we probably all should have expected, Jesse Mentor came in as our new defensive coordinator after Mike McDonald vibed back to the Ravens and, you know, he this was last ex- year, by the way. <laughs> yeah. This is last year. This is some like context clues. Okay. So Jesse mentor first year with us, exceptional defense. We had one of the best defenses in the country. And so, you know, we're continuing that trajectory of having a really good defense and, you know, when people are watching these games, there's other people eyeing them. And that's the NFL. And so, depending on which team it is, they're going to be eyeing some new prospects to coach their team. And Jesse Minter has been contacted by the Philadelphia Eagles, a.k.a. the loser of the Super Bowl. So, not ne- not necessarily a bad team. and
1: uh, Generally, the good teams are the ones that make the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. That's that's usually how it works. So we'll keep you updated on that. But just Wait, can I I just um,
1: can I can I say something speaking of like the good teams making the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay, so I like to think that on this podcast we really like dumb things down. And I don't mean like Mm -hmm. dumb, so I guess I shouldn't have said that, but like we make things really accessible because we wanna be a podcast that you can listen to when you don't like you don't need to pause and get background context because, like, sports content isn't always accessible for women who weren't socialized to follow football their whole lives, etc. Anyway, okay, so I was mm-hmm. at, like, a, a little book club thing the other day, and people mm-hmm. were talking about if Joe Burrow was hot. And mm-hmm. um, someone yes, was like, did. who's Joe Burrow? And oh. I think I said something like he was, um, like, drafted by the Bengals, and then everyone was like, Huh? And then some other girl popped in and she was like, so in the NFL, it's like the professional version of college football. And how it works is the teams get to take turns picking who they want. But the worst teams can get the first choice. And I was like, that is like so true. Mm-hmm. And I would never have thought to give that context. But it made me think maybe we need to <laughs> maybe we need to take it down a notch. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, all you have to do to know anything about. Joey B is to go online. I mean, he's not there anymore because football is over. But he was everywhere on my social media? The like, come the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, which was random. And everyone like, was why? already
0: surrounded by that discourse of like who the hottest quarterbacks were in the NFL.
1: I don't get why like the discourse which about who the fair. hottest There's quarterbacks like were. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we could do a, we could do a podcast about that.
0: We <laughs> could do an I entire episode why. ranking. We <laughs> Wait, did,
1: did, um, did Tom Brady's undie pick spur that discourse?
0: I really hope not, because this was, like, weeks ago.
1: Yeah, but I just don't get why that discourse was coming up, because, like, why not last year?
0: All I remember Joe is was seeing, the there was this one guy that asked his girlfriend to rank, like, all 32 of them.
1: Yes, I didn't and see that. And she
0: put, like, Kirk Cousins at one, and people lost their minds as they should (laughs) have. I did not see that one. (laughs) You didn't see that one? That is like what spurred on all the discords.
1: Was that like a guy asked his girlfriend to like name like any quarterback? I think, and she Mm -hmm. immediately names Joe Burrow. And then Mm -hmm. all the comments were like, You better watch out.
0: No, I saw like obviously both aspects of it because you see like the men that are like, Ask your girlfriend. Like who the quarterback is of the Cincinnati Bengals, and I bet you she knows the answer. Ask him, and like what his jersey number is, and blah 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 blah. But then there was the other side that had everybody discussing how hot all of the quarterbacks were, and it was because of the post of the girl that put Kirk Cousins at number one.
1: Mm, okay. Okay. That's some good background context. You know, mm-hmm. I remember back in the days when
0: I think like Joe Mac Burrow Jones was, was also just... in the top ten.
1: Excuse comrade. me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember back in the day when Joe Burrow was just the transfer out of Ohio State who was at LSU. So true. And then I was like, the pants fell off guy is in the Heisman race. And I was like, the pants fell off guy won a Heisman <laughs> in a national championship. And then, I think, like, around that time, he stopped being the pants-fell-off guy to
0: me. He just, like, became, like, the national championship winner. Yeah.
1: International (laughs) championship.
0: So true.
1: No, is that what you said? I said national. Oh. I was like, I didn't know there was any inter.
0: Okay. Just the national.
1: Okay, sorry. I interrupted you. If I go find that video, I'm going to send it to you. (laughs) That would have been a good segue to talk about the Super Bowl, but, like, we still have more to talk about the, um cooks in the kitchen at the michigan football team
0: that's so true back in our last episode we brought up the fact that chris partridge in a pear tree like returned back to the program but like his
1: position we did we we did not bring it up we talked about it beforehand and forgot to mention it on the podcast
0: oh okay my bad well (laughs) that just goes to show that when we have our like combos i'm pretty sure we should just start recording like from the jump (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i'll bring you into the context then Chris Partridge was with uh, the University of Michigan a couple years ago, vibed away, and has now since returned, Um, and when he was returned, like, a week ago, or two weeks ago, they didn't really disclose, like, what he would be doing with the Michigan football team, uh, until it was announced that, uh, what's his name, it's like something generic, oh, George, my bad George, I'm sorry, George Hilo is vibing away, and Chris Partridge is taking over um, as the linebacker's coach. I'm pretty sure that's what he did last time he was here. So he Mm -hmm. has done that, and because Matt Computer Access Crimes Weiss has uh, left the program because of his computer access crimes, um, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach, Jerome Moore has completely taken over the offensive coordinator title he is no longer the co-oc he is the sole oc so that is what you missed with the coaching stuff we'll keep you up to date on the jesse mentor thing hopefully we don't have to relive that but like everyone's been saying when you have a really good team people want to take your parts and pieces and make their teams better too and sometimes you just have to be able to weather that storm
1: imagine if they could take like the parts and pieces like individuals like do you remember the jj mccarthy graphic that we discussed ad nauseum where it was like his brain is tom brady and his mm-hmm. his legs are whoever imagine if i it, think that's if what, the, what NFL, the nfl
0: is doing yeah
1: what if they were like they, can we take jj mccarthy like leave the legs but like take the brain and we're like we have to like no. make the judgment call of like is he worth it without his brain so true well
0: i'm pretty sure they like looked at our like coaching staff and really like, are the parts and pieces that made michigan a top four team, and then they're oh, like, they're right I about want this that. piece. Yeah, they just wanted the parts and pieces for
1: themselves. Um, okay. So moving on, this is where we get a lot more um, a lot more a little bit of this e and a little bit of that e. The Super Bowl, <laughs> <laughs> ever heard of it?
0: <laughs> I mean, the- when this was initially like became like a little bullet point arrow on our outline here and I was like didn't that happen like two weeks ago and you were like we haven't had a podcast in two weeks it's like oh
1: yeah so we haven't had a podcast in a while I don't know people people care about the Super Bowl did you have any initial thoughts about anything not just the the football involved it really made me miss football I will not lie
0: I believe I saw that you tweeted I miss football and then I followed that up with a tweet a few hours later with "I, I also really miss football because just watching it it was an exceptionally entertaining game
1: Up Mm -hmm. until the very end, like everybody agrees about.
0: It was so fun. And, you know, it wasn't boring. It wasn't a blowout. It was like very much like back and forth, either because of like big defensive like plays or like, you know, Jalen Hurts just having himself a game. And it was really entertaining. And Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, I miss football so much. And I have to wait so long for it to come back to me in the font of Michigan. And, you know, it's just one of those, like, bittersweet moments when you watch the Super Bowl because you're like, oh, football is very much over until the fall. Yeah.
1: Except for the XFL.
0: But it was so good. It was such a fun time. I had a bunch of snacks, and then I just watched some really good football.
1: Yeah, I also saw a lot of tweets comparing and contrasting to Michigan's semifinal game in the college football playoffs because... It was in the same mm-hmm. venue, and mm-hmm. there was, like, a couple pl- – well, there was also the grass monster ordeal where it was slippery, which we ha- we're we familiar with. And mm-hmm. there was also, like, a moment where it was, like, a touchdown that ended up not being a touchdown, and then it was first mm-hmm. ninjas, and they mm-hmm. had a little QB sneak and ended up getting the touchdown, and we were like – So problem. yeah, that yeah, yeah. is what Michigan could have done. Um, we could have well, had just- it all. Brought me back.
0: (laughs) And then, like, you know, the, like, trading back and forth. I mean, granted, we didn't, like, really, like, tie it. But in the second half, we were, like, kind of trading back and forth.
1: Yeah, we, like, It
0: was very entertaining. Yeah. What if we had, like, played like that and didn't have any, like, turnovers like we did? I mean, we don't have to go through this whole thing again. We can, like, put that in our past and, like, Jonathan James says, like, go for another opportunity. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. Um, but it did kind you- of
0: take me back, like watching them like do their like little like camera angles around the stadium, and I was like, "Oh, I was there! Oh yeah, you were there! I was there!
1: Yeah, wow, inside and bug. probably
0: like an eagle fan. I was very upset spaghetti. So,
1: did you burn any couches afterwards?
0: I did not. I like ran around. Oh, I guess in a that's something you hurry. do when
1: you're happy, not something you do when you're sad.
0: I, like, ran back to the car to be okay. escorted off the property immediately. But no one had, like, the sense of urgency that I did, so I had to, like, sit there for a while, like, <laughs> with the steam coming off of my head.
1: <laughs> um. Any last thoughts on the Super Bowl?
0: Um, Rihanna was there. And yeah. she has another baby.
1: And she's beautiful. Guess, did she
0: confirm it? I never saw that
1: yeah well i guess beforehand she had said there would be like a special guest with her and then like the Uh, special guest was like the baby a baby yeah i mean i i will say i tweeted this and then like i when everyone was like we could immediately tell she was pregnant i swear out of my friend group we were all Mm -hmm. just kind of like like at first no one said anything and then someone said something like it's cool that she's like not afraid to show her postpartum body. Like, it did not even occur to us until she started doing the belly rubs. And I just think mm-hmm. it's so interesting. Like, I mean, she is pregnant, so it's not bad to say she looks pregnant. That's also, like, it's mm-hmm. not a She looks amazing, so it's, like, not an insult. But I just mm-hmm. think it's, like, the people who are, like, she's so clearly pregnant, I'm like, I feel like you have no concept of what bodies look like. Because I'm like, that's, like, people just look like that. And Rihanna's weight has publicly fluctuated a lot. So I was, like... I was like, they. I don't know. I think that would be like a normal way to look after birthing a child. I can see that.
0: Especially because it was like, oh, we just saw that she gave birth to her first child, and then she like got up there, and I was like, she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, because she doesn't. She didn't look how she normally looked, and as soon as she started doing the belly rubs, it was like, okay, people don't do that with their yeah, stomach. And, and, and then, like, like, like Beyonce like
0: announced blue yeah. ivy and she would like to like the tummy rub but we're like oh rihanna is definitely pregnant
1: yeah i also i think part of why it didn't occur to us that she was pregnant is because we were like isn't there like a lactational amenorrhea period <laughs> like she she like um that was a quick turnaround that's that's how irish twins occur lactational amenorrhea oh yeah a quick turnaround and quick turn around. Yeah. That's true, they will be Irish twins. Although actually not really because I don't know how pregnant she is, but I guess her last baby was born like ten months ago. We just it was just a little fanfare. We're like close to being Irish twins. Yeah. Isn't Irish twins when two babies are born within the same year, but they're not twins? Yes. Yes. Yeah, they'll so be close to it.
0: Like my mom and her youngest brother. They're like eleven really? months apart. Yeah. That's wild. It can happen. And that's what other people were discussing. But we don't have to go out length to the sun here. We can move on to like, the other things. Like okay. how you were <laughs> offered the chance of a lifetime and you said no.
1: Yeah, today my mom was driving me back from my horseback riding lesson in Celine <laughs> and we were driving my Core Life Eatery and she was like, "Do you want to go?" And I said, "No, no thanks." <laughs> if you don't remember terrence williams like when we were going through our episode about everything you need to know about the men's basketball players he loves that place i'm guessing it's an nil deal but like his instagram is like dedicated to them and i'm mm-hmm. sorry but the name core life does not do it for me i'm picturing yeah. apple cores and like my mom was like i think it's more about core strength and then mm-hmm. i was like what does that have to do with eating like that has more to do with exercising and she was Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. well it's like the core part of your diet and I'm like well that's different than core strength that's a different category of core and I'm still picturing an apple core but But anyway yeah it's like a DIY salads place and I could still go because I have another horseback riding lesson tomorrow
0: so I'm so excited (laughs)
1: yeah
0: make Um, sure that you put it as an Insta highlight
1: oh I so so should check it out I'll like I'll take a boomerang every time I go.
0: Oh yes please. Of <laughs> you like walking out with the bag.
1: Should we have um one quick discussion to close us out of this? I think so. Okay. So Chase Winovich, ever heard of him? Okay. He um he's like really strange on Twitter. So I thought it would be an interesting segment to just read a couple of his tweets and just discuss. Because okay. sometimes I'm like I cannot picture a grown man, let alone mm-hmm. a grown defensive lineman, pulling yeah. out his phone and tweeting these words. So and the yeah, first one,
0: it's very fitting. If oh you yeah. See who.
1: I don't need to be real. I am already very real.
0: I think this one is very like dad jokey to me.
1: I don't. Need, I'm not sure it's a joke. I think he might be, like, serious. Like, he's real. I think
0: he's also... Exactly. Which I think is where, like, it's saying a dad joke comes mm, okay. in. Okay. has, like, that very, like... Maybe, like, millennial dad energy. Yeah. Of, like, trying to, like, relate to the kids by, like, referencing the be real. And then saying the line of, I am already real. I don't have to be real. Or, I'm already keeping it real. You know? It just sounds yeah, yeah, like... yeah. yeah.
1: Also, that tweet has 9,000 views, and now it has 9,002 because I just viewed it twice, Um, (laughs) and 43 likes, and zero retweets, and zero replies. Only 43 likes? Yeah. Okay, let me find another one. Um, Random, but QR technology is so dope. Like, you can just scan something and voila!
0: When was this posted? Because I feel like a lot of things like went towards the QR route because of the pandemic and people didn't. No, this know, was like,
1: posted you know. last week.
0: Oh. oh. Well you know, like everything's a QR code now because Yeah. Contactless.
1: No, I mean like he's not wrong. I guess maybe we're yeah. just all afraid to say it.
0: I feel like I said it like a year ago. I, I didn't yeah, think so like I can't corroborate it, but I understand the- <laughs> I understand.
1: The first time I used a QR code, I was like, "Oh, I don't have the app." And someone was like, "Oh, you just scan it with your f- your camera." And I said, "Yeah." Wow.
0: So maybe that's but that what it was. In like you probably didn't know how to do it.
1: Okay, one last guess. discussion for us. Okay. Bigger compliment to be trusted or to be loved? And this is a poll, so I'll let you know the results after. To be trusted or to be loved. Yeah.
0: Um, do I just pick one?
1: Well, you pick the one that resonates with you.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The one that speaks to me is to be trusted.
1: Okay, yeah, that one won. 79% of the voters said to be trusted. Um, mm-hmm. and then some of the feedback he got was no, none of this is even worth reading. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of nothing <laughs> can't love without trust to love you have to trust no in my opinion you can love someone and not trust them family but if you trust them loving them comes naturally if you're trusted most likely you're going to be loved too can't be
0: loved yeah, without yeah that's kind of what, what i was thinking
1: to be a patriot again
0: uh, oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> so take those words of wisdom with you this week would you rather be loved or be trusted
0: Oh, no. are we just asking the crowd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let us know. In whatever shape or form you want. A tweet, a DM, a pigeon, I don't know. Yeah.
1: If a your pigeon Smell pops male? up at my door, I'll ask it.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> which would, which, no, you didn't give your answer. Are you to be trusted or to be loved?
1: well i'm like to be both but i think a bigger compliment is to be trusted because it says something about you but i feel like being loved says more about like the lover than the lovey like if you're a loving person you'll love people mm-hmm. but if you're if you're a trusting pe- person you'll trust people so like i honestly i don't really know that's not my area okay. of expertise do you trust the horse or do you love the horse Oh, I think I, honestly, Jiminy Cricket, the horse I rode today, I think I trust him more than I love him. Because we're, like, not quite okay. on that level yet. But, like, I do trust him because I did, like, you know, trust him to not to do anything So to, to me. be a
0: person that can ride a horse, you have to trust the horse. There has to be the established trust between you and the horse.
1: Yes, I'd say so.
0: Okay. So you're still working on it? I think going to Core Life Eatery together will help.
1: Well, I'm not taking the horse with me to Life Eatery.
0: You didn't have to tell people that. They could just <laughs> pretend.
1: <laughs> oh. Imagine me riding a horse down Jackson Road.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It leaves the mind to the no. imagination if you could just picture a hand riding a horse to Life Eatery.
1: Honestly, like, that would be the ultimate display of trust. If I trust that horse enough to, like, take me to the... To, like, that little shopping center with Court Life Eatery. This is where, like, I think we just need to stop the podcast. Because if (laughs) anyone's listening, they'll think that we, like, they'll think we're misunderstanding each other because we're saying such different things. But really, it's just that we know exactly what each other are thinking. So it's, like, ten lines of conversation are skipped between us.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, they just reach this part of the podcast and they're like, oh, they're still recording. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is just the fun extra tidbits. And so, maybe I'll that. come back in with a different audio and be like, if you want to stick around for some more like funny tidbits, here's some stuff about Hannah and her horseback riding <laughs> Go blue, <laughs> go blue. <laughs> yeah.